Today is baptism homily part two. So a quick recap of last week's homily, or if you didn't hear last week's homily on baptism. Basically, Jesus always does for us what we're not capable of doing for ourselves, giving us the gift of his Holy Spirit through baptism. And then when it comes to that gift, we have the ability to either to receive this gift or to reject this gift. And so, when we just look around us, why is this gift so often rejected? Just to give you some concrete numbers, we just did kind of the end of the year tally for our parishes. Here are the numbers. In 2019, in all of our parish, we had 74 baptisms. We had 64 kids receive their first communion. We had 46 confirmed. And we had 11 married. Numbers going down as time goes on in their life. A slow rejection of the gift that they're first receiving in baptism that's not staying with them as they go on in their life. Or another number, we have about 6,000 people registered in all of our parishes. We have maybe a thousand that come to Mass on any given weekend. Many reject the gift, and I don't need to tell you that. You know that from your own family and friends, that many turn away from this gift that they first received in baptism. Why? If God is giving us this gift, if we believe that that's true, then why does it not have a greater effect in more of our lives? It's because with every sacrament, it's always bi-directional. There's always two parts to every sacrament. There is the grace given, promised, in every sacrament, that as long as the priest follows what the church teaches in the way that it's supposed to be celebrated, God promises grace in that sacrament. But the other part is we have to be disposed and free to receive that gift. And only when we strive for that in our life does the grace really take effect. So every time we come to Mass, the promised grace is that through the words of the priest and the power of the Holy Spirit, the body and blood, soul and divinity of Christ are present for us. Now, whether or not when we come for communion and we receive that body, blood, soul, and divinity, whether it has an effect in our life, that's up to us. It's our response. Because when we read Scripture, you will hear over and over again how essential the individual's consent to faith is in receiving that grace. You can't do a forced baptism. It doesn't work because the individual has to say yes to this gift of grace given. So you might ask me, well, Father, then why do we baptize children as Catholics? They can't say yes to the faith. Well, let me read to you what the priest says to the parents and godparents on the day of baptism, or what he asks them. He says, parents and godparents, you have asked to have your child baptized. In doing so, you are accepting the responsibility of training him or her in the practice of the faith. It will be your duty to bring him or her up to keep God's commandments as Christ has taught us by loving God and our neighbor. Do you clearly understand what you are undertaking? The children are baptized 
into the faith of the parents and the godparents. It is the consent of the parents and godparents that allows this child to receive this gift of faith. That's the way that we approach it as Catholics, and that's a beautiful thing that they can receive God's Spirit from the time of their infants. But the challenge then comes for them in time to give their own consent to the faith. That's why these parents and godparents, they swear an oath before the whole church when they come for baptism. Do you understand the responsibility that you are undertaking? That you will train them in the practice of the faith to keep God's commandments as Christ taught us by loving God and our neighbor. It's a huge responsibility, a huge promise that they're making before God and the whole church when they come to baptize their children. So you might say to me, well, Father, we brought our children to Mass every Sunday. We made sure that they received all of their sacraments, that they were properly prepared for their sacraments, and they don't come to Mass anymore. We did our part. I would say you nobly strove to do so, but just about all of us miss an essential piece in passing on the faith. And it's what we see with John the Baptist today. What's the word that we hear over and over again in the gospel today? John testified. He testified. What was he doing? He says in, in his own words, I did not know him. It's not that he didn't know Jesus, it was his cousin. He did not know that he was the son of God. But he saw the Spirit descend and remain on him. And he was told by God that when he saw this, this would be the Son of the Father. And so he's telling us, this is what I have experienced, the gift of God, the gift of the Spirit in my life. Now I tell you, I testify to you this gift, I share with you this gift that I have received. What we so often forget to do in our life of faith is to talk about those deep things of the soul. We forget to talk about Jesus. We'll often talk about the church. We'll talk about things going on around. But do we talk about who Jesus is for me? What role does he have in my life? What is the gift that he is for me? And to share that. Because when a child is born, do we think that if we just send them to school, they're going to learn every lesson that they need to survive in life? that they just go to class, they do their subjects, and they listen to the teacher, they'll receive every good thing that they need to succeed as adults. No, of course not. You as parents at home spent time with your children, you had intimate conversations with them the first time that they experienced death, as teenagers when they experienced a breakup. You sat down and you had these intimate conversations as they got older, you shared a little bit of your own experiences in growing up so that they could understand that this isn't the end of the world, that there's hope and that good and new things will come. So when it comes to our faith, why would we expect that just by coming to Mass on Sunday, by receiving the sacraments, that they would receive everything that they need to live a life of faith? 
we need to share with them our own testimony. We need to share with them the gift of Jesus Christ in our own life. But most of the time when we hear the word testimony or testifying, we think about having to tell all of these non-Christians about Jesus, and it scares the bejesus out of us, and so we just don't do it. But what about just starting at home? For those of you that are married, have you, do you talk to your spouse about Jesus in your life? Can you talk to your children, not to tell them what they should believe, but just to share with them the gift of faith in your own life, and then to leave it with them? And again, it has to be their consent. They can accept it or reject it. But at least you've shared the gift of faith. We don't do that often enough. I know even for myself, it took me a long time, whenever I talked about Jesus, to stop just saying Jesus Christ all the time. Because it was safer to talk about Jesus Christ because it made him feel loftier and more important. But just to say Jesus and to talk about Jesus in my life was a lot harder, felt awkward, didn't know how to do it, felt too Protestant, not Catholic enough. But it's Jesus. It's Jesus we come to know. It's Jesus that we love. It's Jesus who is the source of our faith. Can we talk about him? And if we can't, maybe that's a challenge for us in our own faith. To ask God for a deeper intimacy to be able to talk about Him, even with people that we love. Maybe just here in the parish, amongst each other, to be able to talk about Jesus to each other. Not just about the church and the things and the politics and all of that that go along with the church, but talk about Jesus. That's what John does. John testifies to the gift of coming to know the Son of God in his life. And he shares that with others. We can't forget to talk about those deep things of the soul and to share them with others. And if we don't have them, if we haven't received that yet for ourselves, then ask God for that grace. Ask God today when you come for communion that this might be an intimate moment with Jesus who offers himself to you, body, blood, soul, and divinity.